0: Back to sci-fi junk with a MegaCon 2015 review. Let me tell you what you start off with a convention, and you include Stan Lee, Hulk Hogan, and Adam Baldwin, and Alex Turk Tur- 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 from Firefly, and you just keep that going with uh, Alex King, Alex Kingston, and gosh, David Ramsey from Arrow. And let's see who else did we have going on. here Killiam. Uh, Jess Harnell from uh, Anime Voice actor, Uh, Lou Figno. Mark Boone Jr. from Sons of Anarchy. Michael Rooker from The Walking Dead. And, uh, Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and let's see Milo from Over Heroes Norman Reedus from obviously The Walking Dead Summer Glau I mean things just went on and on and on um, Robbie Abnell Robbie you look a lot like your brother um, Tony Corrin 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 I think that's how you say it, I'm not sure. Doctor Who in Defiance. And you're just going to have a packed house. And I'll tell you what, on, let me think when this was. It was last year or the year before. Somebody had told me attendance records at MegaCon was some crazy number like 40,000. And being in the dealer's room, you don't really notice it unless it's a convention like one of those in Dallas where... Everything, well, most things that happen happen around the dealer's room. <clears throat> but you go to a show like New York or Megacon or um, Anime Expo or in, out in LA or something like that, and the show isn't only going on in the showroom floor. So, um, and I guess it, 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 it and so. And actually, it is probably a little bit more in New York than in a lot of them, New York Comic Con. But, <clears throat> so in MegaCon, I'm thinking, now there's no way the attendance is that big. Because there was some reports, some crazy reports from someone. And this was an unverified resource, and someone was just walking by the booth and just talking. And uh, they said something about attendance records. were are going to outdo everything this year for 90000 and I'm thinking, 90,000? There is not 90,000 people here. But then, Saturday, I went out look, walking around um, in the madness. I decided I was going to go find the place where I was going to register for next year's booth so I could expand my booth a little bit. And I go running down and around. And I tell you what, you get outside the, the front doors of that place, and there's a hall in the middle the size of some of these other conventions. And then there's a place, a, another hall rented next to that with just a food court that's just installed just for this. And then I went downstairs and there's like uh, Orlando has got it together for convention halls. This place was enormous. There was a giant hall full of restaurants and seats and just there was, there was enough people in there to have a good con all by itself. And then I went down to the, to the first floor from there and there's another whole area down there. Just packed full of people. And I'm sure there was more. I just didn't have time to go looking around and see them all. But this thing was huge. Just huge. And just crazy, crazy, crazy the entire weekend. Um, It wasn't all packed into one location where you couldn't enjoy it, though. That was probably the one thing from a fan standpoint that I think that I would enjoy more than a lot of the other cons. Is although... you have the bigness of these, of the same as you have with these other cons. You don't have the crowd, well I wouldn't say you don't have the crowdedness because was, there was a lot of a lot of, lot of freaking people there. Um, but you have the um, it, it's much more spread out in a lot bigger area and you get to enjoy it. And next year, they sent out some news about next year apparently Megacon was purchased by the same company um, that it was purchased by uh, that purchased the Dallas Comic Con and Dallas Fan Days. Now, I'll read you a piece of the the email that I received about it. It says, "After much thought and consideration about the future event that I love and have worked so hard to build, I have decided to sell Megacon to Informa Exhibitions." Megacon will now join Fan Expo Canada and Fan Expo Dallas and be part of the Fan Expo fa- uh, uh, family that hosts over 340,000 fans annually. Now, I knew that there had something had happened in Dallas, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was. So apparently, this Fan Expo company now owns the fan the the conventions up in in. Uh, canada now it's um i was gonna go out here and take a look at this and see what the um see what they actually are but they they own several conventions now and and they're just gobbling gobbling things up which you know not a problem here because i mean um i do a ton of the ones over at the wizard world and i love the organization there so for Megacon to, to group together a bunch of them and get another group and make it something that works like that. I have got no problems with that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that comes out because now I've got to look at adding, you know, Canada and Dallas are a little bit uh, other than, you know, a couple little, uh, some other cons that I do there. I'm not really, wasn't really interested in adding them, but this brings me some different, um, um, different view on things because now you got something in toronto something in dallas and something here in in uh... orlando all together but back to megacon and uh... and congratulations beth and christine on selling it um... obviously it was a good move for the con and hopefully it was a good move for you and and congratulations to um, um, fan expo canada or fan expo the family for for buying another another wonderful convention and i I wish you well and a lot of great um success in doing so um i did rebook for next year i will definitely be back the place was just fantastic um i look forward to uh i i looked forward to this one all year because it's in my backyard um It was very odd when the convention was over on Sunday to be able to tear down and not have a hotel room. I had checked out of the hotel room early, and I got to just go home and, you know, take a short drive, and an hour later, I'm home. Um, But it was really odd because we actually, you know, got to tear down and pack up and then go eat dinner and then drive home and still be home and think, wow, that was kind of nice. Um, So... Let's uh, let's go into some of these media guests. It was just it was just crazy again. I mean, you could obviously see the uh, the fans were out. Um, the Doctor Who fans were out in force. The um, uh, The Walking Dead fans were out in force. The Summer Glow fans are always out in force. So um, we we were we were we had a, a real good time. I. I recorded a, um, I usually what I I try to do is I, well, I'm just initially starting it now, is I try to record something short while I'm at the con and post it over on Sci-Fi FX, and then post the full review, the one you're listening to now, um, over on my Sci-Fi Junk podcast. Well, I got the, the Friday one done, but I simply just didn't have time to do a Saturday or a Sunday one. It just, it was just crazy. Um, but... Um, I did have a a special guest on earlier today and so you will be able to hear uh Jim Thorburn, Kate um, which is Caleb on the Sci-Fi FX uh or not Sci-Fi FX the Sci-Fi Channel's Helix program. Um I hear, you know, from his interview and from reading about it, he had a major role in things going on this season. He was a nice guy. Um, and I wanna thank him again for coming on the show and doing that and immediately following this, you will hear my interview with him, but I want to thank everybody um, for listening and we will talk to you again uh, next, not next week, but the week after that. It's C2E2, followed by Minneapolis, followed by Philadelphia. So, three in a row, Uh, C2E2 is put on by the same company that does New York Comic Con, and then the two following that, Minneapolis and Philadelphia, are both put on by Wizard Worlds. So, we will see you three cities uh, here are coming in next in in another week, which is good because I need another week to get everything done and get ready for you. And here is Jim Thorburn. Enjoy Excellent. and thanks for listening. Hi and welcome to the Sci Fi FX and Sci Fi Sci Fi Junk Podcast. I have a guest with me today. I've got Jim Thorburn. Is that is I am I pronouncing that right, Jim? Yeah, that
1: seems exactly, absolutely correct, Thorburn.
0: Yes, and you play Caleb, um, Caleb on Helix. Is that correct?
1: That is correct.
0: So, tell me a little bit about the show. Tell me what's what's what makes it so special. What? How'd you get involved, and how did that all come about?
1: Well, I uh, I I'd say you know first in my words I guess to describe it you know, it's a science fiction psychological thriller. Um, I. I first got involved when I was actually, I was working in Montreal and I got a call to see if I was interested to audition for, for the part of Brother Michael, which is of course one of the prominent characters in season two. And uh, there seemed to be a bit of interest, but then as we know that it went on to uh, Stephen Webber and did a fantastic job in that role. Um, and they actually reached out again and asked if I'd be interested in reading for an additional character called Caleb. Which was surrounded with quite a bit of mystery, and the, the breakdown of the character really wasn't that descriptive. And immediately, I sort of identified the fact that it was a mystery, and that you know he was holding on to a lot of secrets. This guy. Well,
0: it sounds like a it sounds like a fun show, and I have to I'll have to admit to you um, I I haven't been watching it, um, but it's it's on my list of. Uh, um, I do a lot of traveling. I do about 26 conventions a year. So I just haven't been able to keep. Oh, up boy. Lately. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so where did you get your, your, your start in acting?
1: Um, that's actually, that's a really interesting story. Uh, I, I first, um, got into the film industry working in the art department, second set decoration on the TV file, the X file. And, uh, during that time, I, I sort of worked away and, and got on to working on set quite a bit behind the camera and just get to really see a lot of incredible performances that uh, sort of intrigued me to the point where, you know, I wanted to take a stab at this and really work at it. And, and through that, and taking a numerous amount of classes and putting time in, uh, I was able to get an opportunity by Chris Carter and uh, the director, David Nutter, who was directing The pilot Millennium. And that became my very first acting job.
0: So, tell me about some of the other roles that you've, you've played that you've really enjoyed. Some of your
1: favorite roles. I'm um, of uh, uh, You know, I have to say right now, one of my favorites is the one I, I finished playing with Caleb slash Thorne. Um, that one I really identified with, uh, in terms of, you know, going back, boy, I'm just trying to think. I played a, a rapper one time on this one show who was trying to get his material played, and he really wasn't that talented and went all the way to actually taking the radio station, station hostage to get his material played. And then when he found out it wasn't received very well, he sort of, uh, uh went down a real dark road. Yeah, that was one that definitely identified with me. Um, I played a character on the sci-fi show Continuum that uh, was quite cool, as I also played that in the past. I don't know if you know about that show, but it sort of plays back and forth in the future. Um, there are two that sort of resonated with me. Like I said right now, uh, I have to say, Caleb has been my favorite on Helix season two.
0: Now, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at a list of, of your credits here, and there's a couple of things on here that just catch my mm-hmm. attention, and I have to ask, and I'm going to get back to a, a little bit more about Helix, but I have to go into your Stargate years. Yeah. So tell me about Stargate, uh, and how was it working with, with Richard Gene Anderson and Amanda Tapping and, and you just, you know, all the, the, the folks on that. That's my all-time favorite show, um, so I have to ask.
1: Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, and I had the privilege of being on two episodes. My first episode was a smaller role of playing, I believe that it was one of the Stargate guards. Um, And then the second one was uh, playing, I'm trying to remember the character. We were basically put onto this other... Yes, that's the one. And uh, we were sort of given this opportunity to... uh, to kept to the, their gate, I believe, and we were sort of going to miss that window. And that one was really cool because we ended up shooting at these big, huge sand dunes and, and running around with you know, all of our equipment, trying to uh, trying to survive. And it, that was, uh, I, I do remember that. And just, you know, you know, being part of a show that has such a, a sci-fi history was really, really cool.
0: Now, you mentioned X-Files earlier, so you... I'm, I'm sure you're aware yeah. that they're going to bring back six episodes of X-Files, and you know, a, lot of, a lot of listeners are really excited about that. What, what part did you take in, in X-Files?
1: Well, I didn't, actually, I didn't play a role in X-Files. I was working in another capacity, like I said, on the crew on that show, but it was through that that I got a relationship with Chris Carter and David Nutter for uh, giving the opportunity to get my first acting role on Millennium. Um, in terms of them coming back with that show, I, I'm elated, and I, I hope that I get a crack at getting on there. I'm definitely a big fan of X Files. Yeah, that
0: was a, that was another good show. Um, so it really was,
1: me, yeah. Tell
0: me a little bit about tell me a little bit about what's going on with Helix here. I know there was a, a big episode this past week. I know that that's you know some some talks going on about it, and and. I don't know if we want to bring how many spoilers you want to bring or, or what you want to bring to it, but um, but tell me about it. What's well? Uh, you gave me the gist of the show. Well, now give me give me the guts of what you're
1: where you at. Well, this now. Uh, can I reveal? Obviously, it, it has aired. So do you, do you mind if I I tell you what happened in the episode?
0: So. I I always tell people Is if it's fine? aired and you don't want spoilers, don't listen because I'm going to talk about it. So you can feel free.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Let's get started. Uh, you know, the greatest thing, one of my favorites, was the very first episode, which is the reveal of my character. And we don't know it's actually in the future. And I end up, you know, clubbing Doctor Walker and, and taking her to this secluded sort of shack slash cabin. And then we have that's where there's definitely there's this big reveal where we move it 30 years into the future from what the CBC team or where they're coming from, and it kind of sets up my plot point. And I, I just love that so much because right there we're like, who is this guy? How did he get here? What's he doing here? Like we're immediately full of unanswered, loaded questions, and that was fantastic. And and basically every time it kind of went into my storyline. It was really just me and Dr. Walker, and then the big question mark: Who else is on this island with this guy? And then, why is he there? Why was he brought there? And as the series starts to unfold, we get little hints, and we start to. I I feel in my, in my own opinion, that there's a little bit of darkness within that we start to see, is revealed, you know, clue by clue, and then as we get to that big season finale, which my character was very heavy because a lot of the questions are answered, uh, I was just delighted to actually get that storyline and, and bookend the, the, the arc of the character, which I didn't even receive that news until a week before shooting that last episode. So it was, it was pretty exciting.
0: Now, any any series of, of TV shows that ends on a, an, an old, oh, brave new world has to have a grand finale. So, is everyone in for mm-hmm. was it a good grand finale? I mean, did it end
1: well? You know, I, I really think it was. And because, you know, it, it leaves us in the future. Uh, I was, again, happy with what happened with my character because I'm still alive, and we don't know what is going to become and end now. Um, and the big thing that was I really embraced was, you know, that I was uh, the curse and the cure, you know? Basically, I had it all to kill the immortals, and I had the ability to save the
0: immortals. So that was a really great secret to, to let out of the bottle. Well, now you've got me. Now you've got me interested. What um, I'm, going to have to get, <laughs> I'm going to have to go and watch it. Which it, it I, I, as you can tell, I'm, I'm a sci-fi junkie. I watch everything. So, but there's you know some things get there until something like this happens, and then I get then I'm all in. So.
1: Um, other than this I just, want, I just want to add sorry go ahead no go ahead I just want to add Matt, Matt it, I found in that last episode it was, it was a really great pace. it sort of each character was going through its own struggle and uh, I just think you'll, you'll be happy with it. It, it it moved well there was so much going on a lot of answers that answered and, uh, sorry, a lot of questions got answered and as you said you know, we're entering a brave new world and that's the big one. Like, what now? Where do we go?
0: Now, was this the finale for season two or the beginning
1: of season two? Finale. Finale. The of last season. episode that I should describe. It. Okay, so yeah. I've got
0: two full seasons I get to watch all in one big continuity.
1: Which is just yeah. like a Friday night. Well, you gotta movie. do it. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's a big Friday night. I like it. <laughs> Right, it's funny because when I got my first audition for for Helix, I went right out and I, I bought the box set, and I have to admit I became addicted immediately on that one.
0: That's where I'll be heading. So, well, I okay. I I'm I'm just pleased that you that you came on and took the time to talk with us and. And I'm hoping that, you know, when you get something else going on that's big, that you'll, you'll give me a, a, a jingle and we can get you back on the show and talk about that. Um, Helix sounds like a wonderful show. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, and I, I wanted to mention a few other things that you had in your, in your past before I let you go, because I, I didn't even realize mm-hmm. at least how much you've gotten here going on. I mean, you played in, in Continuum. Uh, you played in Fringe. Yeah. Uh, Smallville, Psych. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It just, just
1: goes on and on and on. First it's Final like... Conflict.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah, I had a I great time nuts. on Fringe. Fringe was fantastic.
0: And, uh, yeah, um, you said it was the
1: Millennium. That was good, too. No yeah, I start... was going to say, I did a really great time on Fringe was a great part. Like, ah. I, I forgot about that part. That part was fantastic, man. Yeah, that was,
0: that was an awesome show. It'd be part also. of that. Well, it looks like uh, you're staying busy. Is there anything else that you've got coming up that you that
1: you want to talk about, or,
0: or still, um... yeah, yeah, you
1: still? Know, yeah, I have one actually. One show's coming out. and I have a nice guest star. Uh, it's a, a crime drama show, and I play actually kind of a a, a conflicted lawyer. <laughs> That's possible, and uh, he um, he's sort of fighting both sides. Of uh, his conscience. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to that it's coming up June, June 10th, I believe. Uh, it's called Motive. And so maybe to watch for that one. And uh, I just wanted to add one other thing. I was really, really excited by the amount of support and the response I got from my character from the fans. It was so great. really appreciated that. Oh, that's
0: wonderful. Well, we were, we were glad to have you here. I'll. Uh... I'm going to be simulcasting you both on my sci-fi pod, my Sci-Fi FX podcast, and my Sci-Fi Junk podcast. And um, I appreciate your time, and, and I know it's—I know we had a few hurdles to jump through with my schedule and your schedule to, to get this to happen. And I and tell everyone involved, I appreciate them also.
1: No, well, thank you very much. Uh, any time, and I look forward to sharing you know any news I have in, uh, on projects. And all yeah. the best to you.
0: Yeah, please please feel free, Jim Jim. anytime you feel like you've got something or you got a new show or something like that coming out, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Even if it's just a little short, hey yep. what's going on, send it over and we'll get it we'll get it taken care of.
1: Definitely appreciate that. All
0: right then. We'll talk to you next time.